Pete Rock, that's the pimp's truck. <laughs> I do like sharing a lot of instrumentals, uh, old school hip hop, and whatever. Ray is a DJ. Yeah, I do oh, DJ. He's a music music guy. Yeah, so I'm always trying to, you know, switch it up a little bit. So we're doing the news. The news. <laughs> first, first and foremost, let's send our best wishes and a speedy recovery to NXT referee Tom Pastor. If you're living under a rock, he was injured during a live event in Omaha where he broke his leg. That dude is Iron Man. Awesome. But uh, total champions, he continued to work the match with the gruesome injury. Uh, get nothing but props and respect from the wise men, along with the rest of the WWE. Man, he got respect from everybody. Yep. Hopefully he has medical insurance. Hmm. Is he an independent contractor? Or referee? Yeah, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good question. That's, that's, we'll write that down. That's the next. We're going to investigate. John Oliver. John Oliver, get on that. <laughs> Help. Uh, other portion that we saw, uh, Backlash, No More, has been replaced with the Stomping Grounds. Great Balls of stro- Stomping Ground Experience, is what I'll call it. The stomping Grounds Experience. No, Great Balls, great balls, of, balls of Stomping, stomping Grounds Experience. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, I mean, I like it's it. late June, so we'll see what's up. Already advertising a huge match between Roman and Randy Orton. Oh, Don't hell. care. Additionally, NXT TakeOver San Jose, reportedly canceled. Good. That was the one that was going to be independent, right? I yeah. think so, yeah. Oh, wow. And it was also going to be the one, besides like a SummerSlam, that would be the most West Coast. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. But, there we go. I'm thinking, and, and this is probably a podcast for another time, that's fine. I'm thinking that NXT is becoming more territorial than a WWE is comfortable with. Hmm. Because I have not seen them have like real success. Even from a house show circuit, like west of St. Louis. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't hear them doing many shows west of that area. Yeah, you really don't. So, like, NXT is becoming accidentally territorial. (laughs) I mean, yes, it all started down in South Florida and all that kind of good stuff. But I think they had a dream to, like, expand it, you know, across the nation and I just don't think it's worked. That's that's not from a live show's perspective. But that's another story. Move on. Continuing on, Impact Wrestling has announced a new Impact Plus streaming service. Coincidental with the timing that uh, Tessa Blanchard just had uh, an article of why she signed with Impact Wrestling. As of May 1st, whatever. Okay. As of May first, go ahead. As of May first, the GWN will migrate to Impact Plus, and the service will be available on all major outlets, all your streaming devices. Speaking of Tessa Blanch, anybody listening has not seen the match she had with Gail Kim Sunday. Wow! Do that. That was just great. do it. I even saw that. So my question is, why are they? Why is that match? That's the only match I'm not seeing. Like. A lot of attention going towards. We mean attention. Wait, there was a lot of tw- Twitter. Everybody was talking about a busted open today, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all it the was the match. Well, when I look at my Twitter feed, all I'm all I'm seeing is the main event. Which main event? Um. Well, the title match. That wasn't even the main event. Though. Okay. The t- uh, the title match was the lead up. And the main reason people are talking about that a because Brian Cage almost broke his back. Right. And Mike Elgin showed up. Right. So yeah, that the talk from a talking point standpoint, mm-hmm. I can see how people were 
talk about that more. But from a match perspective, it was Gail Kim, you know, Tessa Blanchard one, and then LAX and the Lucha Bros. Right. Like the match between Johnny Mondo and Brian Cage wasn't even all that great. It was okay. Right. It was good for impact. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But um, maybe I gotta follow some different people on Twitter. Huh? Maybe I gotta follow some different people on Twitter. Maybe. Or you know, different perspectives are cool too. But from what I saw of it, like they gave those ladies time. They told a story when there wasn't one when they walked in the ring. Really poignant moment at the end too. Yeah. With the two and they, it was like both ladies knew exactly what they had done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it and Gail tapped. You know, like, which was big from an insider perspective, mm-hmm. because there's people in the business who were kind of miffed when she retired the first time and won her last match. We all know that's kind of like faux pas. You don't usually do that. You go out on your back. Right. But, as she said, and Gail Kim, like, was very blunt about it on Busted Open last week when she said, to be frank, the reason I went out on top because there was no one worthy to put over back then. Damn. So, for her to say that, and mm-hmm. then to tap to Tessa, right? that says so big that, that ass thing. That, that was a true passing of the torch. Right. You know, and if anybody's going to pass that torch, you know, Tessa's that cat. You know, from an impact perspective. Okay. So, I mean, I expect, like, wrestling outlets to talk about it. Yes, you should. Because... But, but what I'm saying is that, Outside of that, it wasn't made a big deal, and that's what I'm kind of worried about. Here's the problem. And um, Bully Ray and uh, LaGreca, and I can't forget who called in. Somebody called in. They also said this, too. The problem is not the match itself. I'm sure. The problem is impact. No one's talking about impact. Right. That's the problem. Like, they're putting on these great shows, but they can't follow it up with good TV. The TV's crap, but they can put on great shows, you know... From a pay-per-view perspective. Because they got the talent. Right. They just need to creatively get the fuck out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen with Ethan... Like, Ethan Page, uh, the North, and Moose against the Rascals. That was a much better match than it had any business be. Right. I've seen a lot of highlights on a right. bad match on my timeline. Right. I mean, and, and that's probably why you'll see stuff from those kind of matches. Because it's, like, more surprise. Like, holy shit. These guys are doing something. Right. You know, when you're used to the Lucha Bros at LAX going to war, you know, and, you know, frankly, there's just people who are not ready for women's wrestling to be good yet. That's a shame. I'm just saying, there's, there's still people out there. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that, that truly is a shame. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> because I, I'll take it back to something I heard, like, late last night, and it kind of pissed me off. And it had nothing to do with wrestling, but it lends me to something that's bigger in our entertainment industry right now. Um... I was listening to a podcast immediately after Game of Thrones went off the air. And I was listening for it because it was a Game of Thrones podcast, whatever the case may be. And the guy was pissed because he felt the Me Too movement affected the, the Game of Thrones plot. And also attribute that to Endgame. So if there are guys that think like that when it comes to Endgame and Game of Thrones, there's assholes who think like that about wrestling as well. Oh, no doubt. Right. Yeah, no doubt. So you say, and, and it's sad, but it's reality. And I, I think that's part of the reason why they're not getting talked about, frankly. Because they're used to talking about the guy matches. They probably went to the bathroom when the girl match came up. Just reality. Mm-hmm. But it was a fantastic pay-per-view. Um, definitely worth seeing that match. Because in my opinion, from a women's perspective, match of year. 
right now. Wow. Okay. That's high praise. Okay. We're just about to hit May, so. Um, we, we mentioned it during the last segment that WWE, no doubt those changes are coming in September. So, yeah. Like I said, hopefully they make the interface. You wouldn't think before that? Okay. Why not roll out some more stuff that you can probably make uh, exclusive to? But that's what I'm saying. Like you usually stuff. roll that kind of stuff out with a big pay per view, and that's what I was thinking. SummerSlam. Maybe we'll see. They'll probably take their time out of it because you know you can attract more, more, uh, especially during that fourth quarter. Okay. You can probably get more people in it. How does uh? So they do their fiscal year based on the calendar year. I want to say every quarter. So yeah, I mean they. Because they compared this quarter to last quarter, which okay. was WrestleMania. So, of course, okay. you know, I, that's why I was like, okay, why don't you talk about your second and third and fourth quarters when you don't have your Super Bowl of pay-per-views, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't that you see the real moment. Yeah. You inflate the numbers of? Yeah, exactly. Um, Stacy Irvin Jr. officially confirms yeah. that he's leaving WWE. Yeah, that, that and, and to touch base on that, that's, un, how I say, that's a telling story. Mm-hmm. Because... Athletically, dude, he's up there with Ricochet. Like, he's sick. Yeah. One concussion, he's like, bruh. And that is literally what happened. Caught a, caught a steener at a, at a live event. And that literally made him reconsider this whole ballgame. Well, look, at, I mean, we're seeing it with NFL stars. The younger ones. One serious injury. They see how they... They're making payouts left and right for CTE and all this stuff. Yeah. They see people, they're, you know, just basically their well-being, their mental health completely deteriorate. It's not worth risking it, quite but honestly. And, and that's why can, I said it's trouble because you're going to see more people, oh, yeah. you know, more of these younger cats, especially when they don't come from the industry. Right. You know, make these kind of decisions where it's like, oh. Which is scary because at conversely, like we sit there and say with the good fans and the bad fans, you're going to get those guys that want to put over and they're willing to risk life and limb to get up to get up there to get that paycheck and try to get financially taken care of. You know what though? But I'd rather these cats leave the game now than continue scared. Yeah, because then that's how people get really hurt, you know? Serious injury. And that's part of what he said like on um, IG Live. Like he's like, I don't want to get somebody else hurt because I'm hesitating doing what I'm supposed to do. He's like, I know how to flip. He's like, but when it comes to that other stuff, Nah. <laughs> uh, there was a rumor that Vince McMahon and Billy Jim Ross brought it out that he paid an under undervalued talent five hundred thousand dollars for a contract to stay with WWE. Not Rumors were that Revival declined a similar offer. Yep, five hundred five hundred thousand each each per year for five years. So they just want out. They want out. They want out. Well, look, could you see what they did earlier? I mean. I, I know that we were recording it on usually seven o'clock hour, but obviously, like we are, if you paid attention to the first segment of this, why do we care? No. Uh, they had a. Uh, I mean, I'm probably gonna go back and see it because it was pretty funny. But the Usos had a uh, like a hidden camera where they were watching the revival. One of them shaved the other's back, and they were. This is the shit that the revival's been. First, you lose your belts on the grandest stage of them all. WrestleMania mm-hmm. to Kurt fucking Hawkins, <laughs> Mr. Owen two ninety nine for the year, right? Or for the career, and then you got them shaving each other's back in the background and being a back joke for uh, the Usos. 
It's it's time to let them go. But no, that's what WWE is going to do to them for the next several months. They're going to they're gonna make them look powerful. like shit. No, they're no. going to make them look like shit to devalue them. So that way they were there, they are gone. But we know. That's why I think it's really important for somebody like Chris Jericho, who's one of the, the heads for AEW, because mm-hmm. they know that fact. They worked for Vince. They right. know what the fuck. Look, like Cody. I mean, he was one of the biggest ones. It's like they know that. I don't think necessarily with them they lose the value. Maybe with other promotions, sure. But I mean, with somebody. Well, here's the thing. This also kind of speaks to their ego because they think that by treating them this way, it's going to ruin them. It's going to ruin their careers. But you know, us smart marks that they despise so much that are also ticket payers and merchandise buyers, we know what's going on. Oh yeah, it's just a matter of time. So we're just we're just waiting. We're biding time till we get. What are we biding time for? Just asking. Hmm? What are we biding for? I have no doubt that within the next year or so, they will be with AEW and they will fulfill that promise that they have. Well, I would say I have a harsh reality. I have. I was. I I feel like over the course of the next five years, in terms of being able to make a real living, honest living, being a professional wrestler, they will be suitable. Like options, no, and I get that, but they're saying we're buying our time. I, I have a harsh reality for the revival. Mm-hmm. We don't care that much about the revival, mm-hmm. right? If if they just took revival off TV right now for like six months, like they did with the Good Brothers, what, oh, yeah. there wouldn't be no chance, right? I'm just being real. There'd be no chance. Like where where's the revival? They don't get to see CM Punk treatment, right? And 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 that's what WWE knows. They know that. Just about every single person they have is expendable, is replaceable. Yeah, I mean, and they're treating everybody Triple like. Triple H made that comment. We don't get superstars from outside; we create them from within. But it's not even that. Like Luke Harper says, "I want to get out." Fuck you, sit at home. Yeah, we'll have somebody else wrestle Sami Zayn for the next four months. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. I, I, it's it's harsh. So I mean, I mean, I know, I know you're saying we. But I mean, there's a different. Like, I'm, I'm talking like universe. Like I'm, I'm, when I say we, I'm talking about WWE. Universe. Right. Like I, I don't, I don't include us marks. Right. As in WWE universe. Right. Re- reality. I mean, we don't. We don't but go that's, that, that's what I'm saying. It kind of goes hand in hand. It's like if they really want the money, they'll sign. And then they'll do whatever WWE wants them to do. Correct. You know what I'm saying? But if they really don't care about the money, or they can get the money somewhere else, that's fine too. Well, maybe they just like Dean just want out. Yeah, that could be a yeah. You know, I mean, like you know, Dean doesn't seem to have plans. He's and, just and, out. And, 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 <laughs> and that's the thing. Dean doesn't lose in that situation, right? Not at all. But I mean, neither did. I mean, look at. Um, I mean, we got we got it. I mean, especially because our audience, our audience is actually kind of mixed between people who don't even like even partake in wrestling. Correct. So we gotta be fair, I mean, there is a WWE universe. Correct. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then there is, you know... But I believe them to be like, you know, like Daniel Bryan says, fickle. Like, I, I believe that crowd is going to cheer for... They're going to pick out of the two people who come out that hurt. Right. I'm going to cheer one on Buddha. Regardless who it is. Right. I mean, that's that's the format that... And that's what they that's created. That's like the one thing like, that the, the WWE is only really good right. at is, is created that type of format. You know so within the universe, yeah, they fall out of grace. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to be checking for them if and they fall out. And there's too many people from an independent scene. You know, like, 
we not gonna be turning on AW like, man, I wish you Revival was here while watching the Lucha Bros fight Gumbucks. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like, you know, that's why I feel like some some of these people are disillusioned. And I think that's what Jericho was getting at like a few weeks ago when he was talking about like all these people trying to bolt. He's like, all y'all ain't gonna have places to stay when y'all leave. Right. That's true. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't be smart for AEW to sign everybody. And, it, and, and like, I don't want your trash. I'm not WCW. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're trying to do something new. We're not going to grab the same shit that they're doing. Especially when we're basically going to have to retrain you. Right. Because the style of WWE is different from everybody else doing it. See, I kind of feel like the rival is different. I mean, I think there's a difference between people who have had some sort of success in the WWE and people who have no success in the WWE, but they have years of experience. True. But, I, I'm not, and even then I'm not saying, oh, they're all going to AEW. Or that they're all going to have a place should they leave WWE. I mean, they really have to really evaluate their situation Correct. in terms of that. Um, there's other people I can consider not checking for if they left. Mm-hmm. Like Ty Dillinger, for example. Right, and he, he got nowhere with that. I, I, I'm not checking for Ty Dillinger. Nope. And, and he's well-liked with people with, w, with uh, AEW. Correct. He got nowhere with that. I'm, yeah. not checking for a, I'm not checking for Ty Dillinger. I don't check for the Revival. See, that's the thing. Like, Revival leaves. Wherever they go, they're not the top team. Maybe Impact, but I don't want them to go there. But, right. you know, ROH, you putting them in front of the Briscoes or PCO and Brody King? They're not you. I mean, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Okay. Because because they're not going to work the same type of program that they would work inside the WWE. I got you. To me, the revival doesn't fit in the WWE. They never have. Okay. And it looks like they never will. Nah. But them not fitting in the WWE is part of what makes them great. Correct. Like I said, that's different from Ty Dillinger. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ty Dillinger, he peaked in NXT. Now he peaked the day he came out of that uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's why he peaked. That was his peak. I mean, but that was like should have quit right there. That was like a fan reaction. But in terms yeah. of like, I mean, because Ty Dillinger was like a, he was kind of pretty good in yeah, in the ring. He was. But even with that, NXT was like the highest that he went. Yeah, I got you. I'm not checking for him anywhere else. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for the you know him going up against these other people because I don't know enough about Ty Dillinger outside of the WWE program. And from my perspective, he worked the WWE program. As best as anybody could, mm-hmm. it just didn't work out for him. Correct. I think the revival's cut from a different cloth. Okay. You know. I got you. So that's. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm just. I mean, I, and I. Either I'm way, I hope. I hope success for them. I just. I feel. The WWE is just gonna burn them badly, to the point where. Yeah. They're gonna have to build themselves back up when they leave. What else we got? Continuing on, uh, we have Leo Rush. Sounds like he's on his way out, man. He's Leo Rush has been in hot water since. Ain't gonna lie, that's somebody they'll let go. And it's and they yeah they'll let the Leo Rush go because mm-hmm. there's not they're not gonna be many people that want to play with him. No, and especially with the whole I mean I get it, but he's insisting that his wife goes with him everywhere, including the rehearsals and stuff like that. And you know and see that's the thing because it's not like other people's spouses and significant others are never a part of that. He must be doing something on top of that, or well, she must be doing something on top of that. It looks like that because from what I was reading, that they were trying, and they've mentioned it that he wants a reality show. So they're doing it for a lot of attention, probably taking a lot of stuff and trying to come up with some creative thing where they do like a Ms. and Mrs. sort of deal. Well, I mean, I think it's more of a 
Leo Rush has paid not a due. Yeah. No. You know, to even open his mouth the way he has. But hey. But, you know, we kind of knew this when he got here. You know, unfortunately, we thought, you know, they thought he was going to get humbled. Nothing seems to have worked in that case. No. He has done nothing. No offense. Nope. He hasn't uh, done anything yet. He's shown some flashes, but as it relates to anything, that's going to get him remembered if he disappeared tomorrow. No. Finn Balor allegedly tried offering him some advice, which he really didn't seem very receptive to. So, hey, you know, go ahead. Continue. To you do can tell somebody like Finn Balor. It's like, hey, man, you go play with Enzo in the street if all I care. That's, that's exactly what the article compared him to. <laughs> Enzo. But I'm saying that's what he's doing. And, if he's, he's man, Enzo that, and you see how quickly that I mean, works out for I him. I mean, he's Enzo with talent. That's what he is. Yeah. You know what he's going to find himself in the same place as? Um, Loki. A damn good wrestler no one wants to play with. Because he can't play well with others. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's going to come down to it. But that's on Leo Rush to make his decision. So let's get away from WWE because we already talked about the Bray Wyatt and the black T-shirt for his, uh, his playlist. <laughs> oh, which, which you know, I mean, essentially, I can rock that T-shirt right now. I got uh, it on right now. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Hey, nice. Where'd you get that WWE shop? No. <laughs> for twenty six dollars with the second shirt for two bucks. last dog. <laughs> Uh, two additional names were added to the over-the-budget Battle Royale for Double or Nothing. Yeah, and if you haven't seen... They're the best friends, yeah. And if you haven't seen AEW's YouTube videos the past couple... couple Within the last week or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I finally caught up and I was like, oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get to one in another second. We're definitely going to touch base on that, but yeah. there's oh, definitely some good stuff on there, especially on how to properly cut a promo. <laughs> <laughs> by yourself with dramatic music in the background. Yeah, which awesome. Is fucking awesome. Awesome. Uh, Jay Jericho got quoted uh, as saying that AEW would be the perfect landing spot for CM Punk. Do you see that happening? Um, hey, not so, necessarily so, wrestling. All right, I mean, we, we never talked about this. But we never talked about the CM Punk re- return. We didn't talk about that last week. No. Yeah. No. All we right. Didn't. So we're here. CM Punk has been doing this shit for years, <laughs> in my opinion. Right. He just got caught. Yep. He just got caught this time. Well, social media, everybody's got a fucking camera. These but days. It took this long, but I think he's been doing these run-ins for a minute. Yeah, who, who doesn't have a camera in fucking uh, Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I don't think... I don't think Sam Punk ever goes to AEW. Because I don't think he wants that spotlight anymore. That's why he's doing like these little run-ins. Unless he gets knocked silly in the next uh, the MMA match, because we know it's not at. Uh, UFC. I'm not sure if he gets one. It won't be. It won't we'll be at UFC. UFC. They yeah, said he's not. No, they wouldn't do that. They'll end up going to something like Bellator, or maybe somewhere overseas. Yeah. Uh, more legal trouble for Lucha Underground. Jeff Cobb and Sonny Kiss have uh, sought legal representation. Son- Sonny Kiss was in Lucha Underground. Yeah. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Ah! I got you on something! Literally. The average fan has. I am not going to lie. I was never. Like, I liked it from afar, mm-hmm. but I didn't never invest it. I never you know what it reminded me of? There was there used to be a, like, a kung fu show on Saturdays where it was like a like a yeah. background and stuff. I got to yeah. get the. I fucking forgot the name of that show. It's going to kill me. But it was dope because it was like. They had some. They had Bruce Lee's daughter as the commentator and stuff like that. They you're, talking about, the, you're talking about WMAC Masters. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. That was dope. And yes. that's how I yeah. when I first started watching it on Netflix, I'm like, Yo, this has got a nice feel to this. You I know like when Lucha it. Underground lost me, 
when Vampiro did the I Am Your Master shit with Pentagon Dark. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that was that was pretty goofy. I was like, all right, you gotta you gotta beat my ass, but I'm your master. You, you, you gotta take your suspicion of disbelief and kind of raise yeah, it. Yeah. But I'm saying up to that point, you know, you had the w- French promo M-A-C. thing, you know, never. Every- but we gotta do a separate episode on fucking WMAC Magic because that shit was. Oh. Yes, it was. <laughs> and I would love to take that concept of how they did like the belt and how you had a chance to challenge for it. Yes. And incorporate that into the WWE, especially if you want to have somebody like Brock Lesnar and put the belt on him and not have him on TV for like months. Like, there you go. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get into that. Right. We'll do, do a fantasy one. <laughs> we got more news. But uh, continue. Lucha Central had claimed that despite Cobb signing with Ring of Honor recently, they have tried to block him from working there because he is yeah. under contract with Lucha and we've seen that several times that some wrestlers have fought and won their freedom so I'm, it's an only another we'll, we'll talk about a particular one right right now yeah uh, so you can take that one considering uh, that's what we're our segue was. out of everybody who got their freedom from Lucha Underground the one person I've been counting on getting their freedom from that company is Ivelisse she's got her freedom and she's taking her talents to Florida yeah she <laughs> Ivelisse is back at NXT um She's going through the training center right now. She did a tryout, which a lot of people were shocked, you know, saying because. But I mean, that's what, that's just kind of what you got to do. And I'm pretty sure she didn't mind doing it. No, no. Um, uh, Eva Lee was actually part of NXT. She kind of wrestled the, in the new revamp of NXT. She wrestled the first women's match against Paige mm-hmm. on that show. Um, she was she's she's great. She's awesome. I'm a big fan of Eva Lee's. I am happy to see her back. Anywhere working, you know, saying and you know, hopefully getting on TV and getting money or whatever. There is a small, teeny little thing about her going back to NXT because right now she has this persona. The I, I don't know, I'm probably going to butcher the the pronunciation, but like La Cicada or something like that. Yeah, that she's kind of going for. It's kind of like this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, where she kind of. Um, Kind of has like this, you know, this gangster persona, or whatever. She's wearing a, yeah. the the do rag around her mm-hmm. face, and she's wearing a hat. She can't do that. And there's somebody else in NXT that kind of does that right now. Yeah. And that, on top of that, there has been a little conflict between them before this point yeah. about who whose gimmick that really belongs to. And All right, bandana on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be end up being like the Chris versus the Bloods for NXT. <laughs> no, I mean. You've been talking about her since we started this podcast. About six or seven weeks ago, somebody tweeted at um, at Evilise talking about man, they wish that she would come to NXT and work a program with uh, Mia Yim, and she was just kind of like, "No thanks, <laughs> I'm good on that." And then about last week, I think somebody tweeted at Mia Yim. It's like, "Oh, you know, Evilise is here. Maybe her and Mia Yim get together and, and form a tag team." And Mia Yim was like, "No, nah, I don't think so." So. <laughs> It's crazy, yeah. They had a they had a lot of people out there. Yeah. So that's 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 going to be another like, you know, situation to kind of watch. Now WWE has this separate um, YouTube channel, WWE PE, where they take like really good looks at the, what happens, you know, so behind the scenes with NXT and like the mm-hmm. development. So I'm, between NXT television and you know, I would say that YouTube channel and you know the dirt sheets out there, we we should pay attention to what's going to happen here because those are two pretty big egos. Who have accomplished a lot on their own in the independent scene? You know, they have a lot of fans. You know, saying big following. A lot of people are already talking about them. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. They got a lot of people. If you guys get a chance, go ahead and take a look at the the invites that they had. A lot of former 
like NFL players, like Canadian football players, they do that actual Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I'm like that's dope mm-hmm. I mean I, to my credit I don't really you know look into it as much as you guys do and admittedly I represent the, the you know the casual fan once in a while but, I I mean, it's, but it's, it's usually a lot of that but it is an influx it is an increase but and the thing I noticed about it though is you said a lot of football players a lot of athletes gymnasts but what don't you see wrestlers yeah, they, they could train them. All right. What else we got? Um, that's pretty much all I have. We were talking about AEW and, like, new signings and everything like that. Uh, Darren Young might be the first notable person to not to get a snub. Yeah, because he, he, uh, he reached out to Brandy with a, um, with a pitch uh, to be a tag team with Sonny Kiss. Mm-hmm. To be the, well, I wouldn't say the first... Um, but I would say the f- most high profile right now, um, uh, LGBTQ, um, tag team. Tag team. Um, and I can definitely see why they're, he's not getting a call back. Because I mean, the, the idea alone is very cliche. N- not just cliche, uh-huh. but if you, when you watch their videos or, and you talk, you listen to their interviews, they're not trying to be that organization that says, hey, look, we got a gay person. Um, mm-hmm. They're just having people who happen to be gay who are great wrestlers. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. You know, like Nia, Nia, Nyla Rose, you know, it's the rest of the media who is making a big deal of her being the first trans, you know, wrestler. Mm-hmm. It's not AEW. No. AEW is not making a big deal of Sunny Kisses. Lifestyle, it's the rest of the media. Mm-hmm. They just say Sonny Kiss is a great wrestler. That's what it is, right? Right, and we've, seen, we've so seen I definitely see why you know I think Darren Young has shot himself in the foot. And again, this comes back to what Jericho said. Yo, we don't want all of WWE's trash. <laughs> <laughs> and like Darren Young is almost a perfect example of that trash. Mm-hmm. You know. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like Derek Young's WWE tender was not uh, not memorable. Like he was a tag team champ, you know, with Titus O'Neil, right? Part of the Nexus, but again, part of the Nexus. Like he wasn't a memorable member of the Nexus. He was just a member of the Nexus. And the single push was pretty trash, right? The best thing he had going for him was that he looked like John Cena Dark. That's it. <laughs> I mean, even with the Bob Backlund thing that looked stupid, like, no one ever took him seriously. So how would that translate differently anywhere else? Right. Exactly. You know, it's like, he has no value that anybody else... Like, that's different from even a Ty Gillinger. Ty Gillinger has a fan base. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Derrick Young has no fan base. They have people that know him, but ain't nobody rushing to buy his t-shirts or anything. Nope. He's not making appearances anywhere right now. He's not going to indie scene right now, so he holds no value to AEW. No. no. Period. Instead of you know trying to go back on your contacts, like because you know some people, say, "Hey guys, I know you. I'll bring me about." You know how many phone calls they're probably getting like that right now? A whole bunch of people talking about, "Yo, I know you." Right. Kind of like when we blow up. 
crazy. Get on the ground floor right now. Because when we take off, you might not see you from our spaceship. <laughs> you can get on the ground floor right now by following us on Twitter. We are the, we are the Wise Men. Instagram, a Wise Men Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. As a matter of fact, if you listen to us on iTunes and you give us a nice review, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Mm-hmm. Deal? <laughs> it looks like he just assigned himself to keep track of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, fo- my phone gets, I mean, with all the new followers you get, I get not always following us. Like, man, I'm blowing up. No, it's, it's a podcast. But I'm not really disappointed. Before, I was like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for listening. We'll uh, talk See to you later. about the next segment in just a couple minutes. All right. <laughs>